This is Josh Taylor from the Birdie Network Podcast. You're listening to Freddie and Maddie on the HT We Are Podcast. podcast i'm your host maddie jane and i'm freddie ham and i'm parker hamlet <gasps> Woo. What? wait uh, hey wait yeah freddie we have somebody very special joining us this week yes quite special you guys also left the front door unlocked that's why i'm here so. oh my gosh freddie i know you're a little under the weather as well you know just bravo to you for being a warrior man but i mean this washington football team i know it's the preseason guys i know it's the preseason i don't mean to hijack us here but i know it's the preseason not everybody puts a lot of stock into preseason football especially you freddie but i think there's actually a lot to be excited about despite what we saw on the offense is that fair to say parker i was gonna give you a chance to like introduce yourself but we can do that at the end if you just want to get into it right now hold up maddie jane just because I feel like, yeah, <laughs> you don't get a second chance at a first impression, all right? This is Parker's right. first time, True. very first oh. time on HT We Are. So we got to we gotta do this right. Very good we gotta point. got to do this the right way. Off the top, okay. yes. Very first guest of the new season. <clears throat> let me see if I can. Uh, I'm not feeling well, but I'm going to try to do this as best as I can. Wait, let me ask you this, Parker. Would you rather me go Tony Chimmel or, like, Bruce Buffer? I, I prefer the Bruce Buffer. Watching around the world, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time! In the Burgundy and Gold Corner, fighting out of Farmville, Virginia, by way of Richmond, Virginia, Parker Rudy Hamlet! I don't even have anything to say. That was so good. <laughs> That's UFC, Mads. I was going to say, I'm guessing this is wrestling talk. This is actually, I wanted to bring this up because it seems like y'all are both. Parker, you were talking about it. There's like exciting stuff happening in the, what is it, wrestling world, UFC world? What, what is it? I have no idea. Y'all, y'all talk amongst yourselves about it. Well, Maddie, I just want you to imagine someone okay. you love, a polarizing figure, right? Disappears for almost a decade. He's a master at his craft. You spent your entire childhood clamoring for him. And then after almost a decade, he returns in, in unbridled glory. That is what happened over the weekend with Mr. CM Punk. He was my childhood favorite wrestler. I think he's pretty high on Freddie's list as well. It sent the wrestling world ablaze. It, everybody's childhoods. I, I'm, I'm rocking the shirt, man. It's been a hell of a weekend. One of the, my best memories growing up was watching wrestling. My dad even said he was fa- it was fake. He's a black belt, so he judged the hell out of me. You know, oh, turn this crap off, turn this crap off. But when CM Punk cashed in on Edge, I think 2008, I'll never forget it. It was one of the best moments of my childhood. I cried. Yes, I know it's fake. Yes, I know it's scripted. But it's still real to me, damn it. Damn it. It's still real to me, damn it. See, of course, Return to Wrestling has just brought everybody together. It's huge. And, you know, Parker, just like you, I I was the biggest CM Punk fan. I'm a little bit older than you. He became my favorite after kind of like the old guard. I came up during the Ruthless Aggression era WWE. So my guys were like um, Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero. I was one of those John Cena haters. Now... 
I mean, I have a lot of respect for Cena now, obviously. Which, by the way, if you're a uh, sports entertainment or pro wrestling fan, whatever you want to call yourself, and you still hate on John Cena today, you need to grow up. You need to get a life. You need to, like, just, just go somewhere. I do know. You can't see me, but you also can't see me. With the CM Punk thing, it was amazing because it's something that was kind of resigned to the fact. I'm like, Punk's never coming back. Obviously, I want to get to football too, but I do have one more question because as somebody that didn't watch it, that doesn't know anything was going on, I need to know what this return looked like. So are y'all just sitting there watching what you think is a regular wrestling match and all of a sudden he just comes out? It was pretty much a well-known fact that he was going to debut. I even thought about skipping the game just to watch it. I'm not going to lie, but... I heard he was going to open the show, and, and once I knew that was happening, I was like, I got to make sure I have it up on my phone. Comes on at 10 p.m. Not going to lie to you guys, I Freddie knows this. Wrestling's been bad for a very long time, and AEW has, has brought life back to the business in general, and I haven't gotten goosebumps like that in a very long time, seeing him come out in the Chicago crowd, embrace him. And, and just to put an idea on the scale of, of what happened, his merch sales broke the website within... 30 minutes of his debut he literally broke the website so it's and, th and this is mainstream media attention maddie this was on espn sports center the whole nine i mean this was a very very big deal over the weekend so when people see me fangirling about it i was like well if you know you know so maddie jane the best way that i can kind of describe it for you yeah like put it in football terms and give me like a yeah you know who they're comparing this to right who are they comparing it to jordan See, I didn't want to make that comparison, though. I get it. I get it. You know what? Fine. I'm going to use that analogy because it, it'll be easier to use than a football one. He was one of the best in the world at what he did, sports entertainment. And he became very, very jaded, very, very disillusioned with, with the business, with his career. He didn't like the way things were. It left a really, really bad taste in his mouth. And that's actually why I didn't think he would ever come back. There's this young upstart wrestling company called AEW. And actually... There's financial backing from, there's a connection here to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Matty Jane. Hmm. Their owner's son owns AEW. Con, isn't it? Like, shall Yes. This young upstart company, which is taking all of this good, fresh, young talent that WWE has just either crapped the bed with or just mishandled or not been able to recognize. Punk could have came back to pro wrestling, but... Coming back to anything except WWE would have been a step down, and honestly, it would have been beneath him. But because AEW now exists, he could come back to that and not only reestablish himself, he is able to have a second career almost, and at the same time, he lends credibility. This is what it would be like. It would be like if we were an expansion football team, right? And we started with Patrick Mahomes. It'd be like an expansion team getting Patrick Mahomes is what it would be like. Just imagine a player like Terry McLaurin walking out of, away from the game in his prime and then coming back to the franchise right. after all of those years, after you've seen all of these Jags come in and play and they couldn't even come close to equate his level of play for the Washington football team. It's just, it, he's been gone for so long and he meant so much to the business and he brought so much to the business. Now it's finally time after almost a decade for him to give it back. It's just one of those days that you thought would never come and just the impact of it is just, it, it's it's been cataclysmic. Well, I, I, I love to see y'all fangirling over this guy. That's amazing. I love that kind of passion. Maybe I should start watching and see what it, what the hype's about. Props to CM Punk for coming back. Oh, whoa. You, Freddie, you did it. You did it. It's time for props. Parker, why don't you do the honors? I do props. Yeah. 
props this week. I feel like we would be doing a disservice if we didn't start off with someone that I've heard Maddie's been very high on, someone I've heard a lot of people in this fan base have been very high on, especially it was one of my biggest takeaways coming out of the game. Props to Diami Brown. Diami Brown is going to be a problem, okay? Yep. Fitz throws his bleep at balls, and Diami is there every single time. He, he, is, he is a problem. He is wide receiver number two, and he's going to be getting looks like wide receiver number one. So props this week. Gotta go to Diami Brown, guys. Am, am I drinking a little bit too much of the Kool-Aid there? Am I am I getting, am I over hyping Diami Brown? Do you guys feel like that's happened a little bit this offseason, Diami Brown? He is literally wide receiver number two. What was very telling to me was the snaps that he took with the with the first team. Here's the thing: it's like the worst kept secret. It's been the worst kept secret all camp and all preseason that Diami's gonna roll out with the first team week one, because you know it's gonna happen. He ain't lying. I hate to compare him to Terry, just because Terry is so good and everything that Terry's done. You're not going to be able to replicate Terry. A guy like Terry is very, very special. does not come along that often. But there are so many parallels between Terry getting drafted in third, Diami getting drafted in third. And with Diami, I think it's a little bit more raw. But once he really learns the position, I mean, once he really gets into being a receiver in the National Football League, I mean, you give him this first year, I mean, I think he'll make a big impact. I think he'll make a splash. But once we get to year two, year three, it's going to be something unbelievable, this wide receiver uh, tandem and hopefully this wide receiver trio. And something that Kyle pointed out, you know, our friend Kyle over at the Burgundy Zone. This is Kyle from the Burgundy Zone, and you're listening to the HTWR podcast. Almighty Burgundy Zone. He pointed out that Daami just makes everything look effortless out there. You don't see coaches walking up to him, correcting him a lot, you know, like they do with kind of a lot of these younger up-and-coming wide receivers in the National Football League. And Daami's a game-breaker, man. Average 20 yards a catch at UNC. That, that is an absolutely wild statistic. A lot of people kind of, you know, a lot like with Terry, well, what kind of route tree does he have? I think he's going to overcome that stuff and, and take his game to the next level. What about you, Maddie? We've talked about it so much. How much did he really have to do at UNC? Like, he didn't have to do much. He was blowing by all of his competition. Like, yeah, of course you're not going to see what he has. But, I mean, in the little that I've seen, even at that practice, like, that's the only live reps that I've really gotten to see this season so far like you could just tell no like I think he's getting acclimated pretty quickly you can tell that he's doing the right things and I just can I just say because I know we're gonna get into it but I think that I was can I at least get a half point for my prediction because I said there was gonna be a big play and it was his biggest play yet and it wasn't a small play I mean it was pretty solid I was there that was play of the night that that was my okay. biggest takeaway from Friday at FedEx so Field. my prediction from last week was that he was gonna get his big play this week and I think it pretty much happened for the most part yeah no it's not half point you, you get the full point I said it might not be a touchdown, but it wasn't. It was like 25 yarder. How? how I don't remember exactly how. It was how. close to 30 yard. It, it was so, a big completion. Great throw. And I'm glad you said he, that, Freddie, because the, the thing that I want to hone in on is how high Ryan Fitzpatrick is on Diami Brown. I mean, the guy, he, he gets all red in the face and flustered talking about Diami. He says, this kid's going to be special, man. And we know Terry's going to garner all that wide receiver one attention, even though the NFL, for some reason, doesn't think he deserves to be on the NFL Top 100. But th that's a story for another pod, unless we want to break into that as well. Because apparently yeah, DK no, Metcalf we'll is the 22nd best that. NFL player. I, I, that, that absolutely yeah, blows my mind. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refrain from blowing a gasket there. 
but Diami's rapport with Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to pay dividends this year. It really is starting to feel like this wide receiver room, if Curtis Samuel comes back healthy, we may have a nice receiving core. Kind of almost feels like out of nowhere because it's just, you know, we've talked about it. It was Terry, Terry, Terry. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, it's like an RKO out of nowhere, right, Parker? Right, exactly. I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk nice to have three quarterbacks on the field that you just feel like at least you're going to get to see for the most part you're going to get to see something out of all these receivers because it is it is you know there's going to be a competition there with the last few right and and maybe now that they already cut Kelvin maybe that you know diminishes a little bit but there's still that competition there so they don't no offense well maybe I don't know maybe a little offense but they don't have Montez you know some of these guys don't have to have Montez thrown to them they you know they get Allen who did come back and look pretty good um Fitzpatrick I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need to see a little more out of that beard. I'm gonna need a little more of the magic. You know what I mean? Um, Very underwhelming. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Oh yeah. Fitzpatrick is in control of this offense. Talk. I, I was looking pretty choppy against a pretty bad Bengals defense, right, Freddie? I was very underwhelmed by the whole performance, and I hate to be that guy. But you know what? No. For you know, fine. Do you? Matt, do you Matty like J. To be that guy. Matty J. Hmm. Can I be that guy? Can I be that if guy? you gotta be that guy, be that guy. Be that guy. Hi, Nikki. Oh. Hi, Nikki. I mean, at least he'll get you first downs. Shout out to Bleeding Burger Podcast with Keith and Jesse. It's apparently called the Heineke Hive. If you stand Taylor in any capacity, you are a part of the quote-unquote Heineke Hive. I love Taylor Heineke. I will always love him. Is better? Hey, is is better than Kurt Hive? Oh, brother, this guy stinks. I are love we not Taylor supposed Heineke. to be excited about what Taylor did last year? Am, am I just like not allowed to think that he can bring anything to this team in any capacity just because of? Where he was drafted, his size, and the fact that he was taking classes at ODU last year. I mean, come on. He moves around. To me, there's a reason guys like Chase Young, Terry McLaurin all gravitated towards him. And that's because of what he brings, his game. And that kind of moxie, man, I I can't deny it. And I don't understand why people in the fan base are being shamed for being excited about him. I think he's our quarterback for the next 20 years. Absolutely not. But at the end of the day, what's wrong with being excited about Heineke? We all, we're, okay, here's the question here, guys. Are we expecting another QB course carousel in 2021? Uh, I don't want one. I'm so tired. I, I think so for sure, but I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of it. We all know there are going to be games where Fitzpatrick throws three, four picks, and we're going to be like, all right, what do we do? Because Heineke's going to be sitting there looking pretty good, looking pretty full of moxie. You know, Chase going to be calling. No, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, listen, I I think that it's very possible because I think we're looking at, like we just said, this receiving core, this offense is going to be too good to be held back by bad quarterback play. So if we're not getting good quarterback play and getting production out of this offense as it's presented right now, then yes, you have to make changes. And I'm fine with Heineke. I mean, you're going to, it's going to be hard to convince Freddie. Freddie is Ryan Fitzpatrick's biggest fan. So it's going to be tough. That is grossly exaggerating. If you go back um, and you listen, he was calling for him way before he even, he's like, man, all I want, y'all give me Fitzpatrick. And that's all. And it was, and it was with the Sanchez. It was with Corey Sanchez. We were talking about it and it was not. No, that's a quote. That is not exactly what was said, okay? 
He had heart eyes. He had heart eyes talking about the beard. She could see it in your eyes, Freddy. What more do you need her to say? So moving on, there is a game to be played, and it's the final preseason game. But right at the top, we got to start with the prediction. So bold prediction. So Maddie Jane right now. Maddie Jane has one point so far. I have zero. She's up by one point, so this is my chance this week to pull even. So bold prediction for the final preseason game against the Cincinnati Bengals is that Patterson will score two touchdowns. Okay. What does he have, like almost 200 all-purpose yards at the preseason now? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I, I, his final stat line is absolutely ridiculous. So what say you, Matty Jane? You know me. You know I, I like to go offense. So I think that we're going to get some good production. I think we're going to see a few good catches. And I think I could say a few good catches because the first week of us seeing good production out of our tight end, John Bates, I think he's going to have a game. Quite frankly, I, I thought that was going to happen this week. You know, they had Hemingway mm -hmm. and Reyes out on concussion protocol against the Bengals. So I was like, okay, this is going to be the, 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 the Bates game. But it didn't, it didn't really chop out the way. So I could totally see him doing it this week for sure. And it's funny, playing Baltimore, you know, that, that's tight in you over there. So I, I, I like that prediction. I like that. That's a good one. All right, so Parker, what you got? What, what's your bold prediction for? Jamin Davis gets his first interception for the Washington football team. Jamin Davis. Finally, finally makes a play in the preseason because I know you guys like me aren't really seeing a lot right now. I, I hate to say it, but he, he looks a little bit small at that second level, but he was called the shadow in college for a reason. And because of that, in practice, he, he's been he's been user working. You know, Madden 22 just came out. He's been user working in the middle of the field, man. And I think this week against the Baltimore Ravens, he's going to get his first interception in the NFL. I want all I want all of these predictions to come true and more. Um, did you happen to see any of the uh, animations for certain Washington football team players? Uh, apparently, according to EA, uh, Terry McLaurin looks like Tracy Morgan. <laughs> I did see that. I did see that. They did fix it, though, right, for 22. I need to get it. I haven't gotten it, but I'm going to get it. I feel like the only player on the team that gets any love, and that's just because of Chad Ochoacico having a man crush on him, is Terry McLaurin and, of course, Chase Young. But a lot of these other small, smaller, you know, well, not well-known guys aren't really getting a lot of this tension, getting a lot of this love. Since you brought up Chase Young, can we just also talk about him on the sidelines? You're still in the game. You're still in the game. <laughs> What better? There is no like rougher burn than getting told you're still in the game in preseason. That's it. You can't say anything back to that. You still in the game. That oh, shows that's... the level of competitor Chase Young is. He's on the, over there with his cap. He's out of the game and he is so into everything that he is talking trash in the second half of a preseason game. And, and that really shows you. I think Barring injury, Art, Robert Griffin III was going to mean a lot to this city. I think we all know that. I, I can't bring it to myself to get rid of his jersey, just like I couldn't bring it to myself to get rid of the CM Punk shirt. But I think Chase Young could mean just as much to this city, if not more. And that's even with a healthy RG3. I, just Chase Young brings that much to this team. And, and, and instances like that show it. Is that kind of over overreaction, Freddie? I don't think so. And I kind of look at it like this. Chase Young is to the Washington football team as Aaron Rodgers was... To Green Bay or like a Larry Fitzgerald to the Arizona Cardinals. J.J. Watt was to the Texans. I mean, we talked about it at the end of the last season as well, that we like to throw around this whole franchise quarterback and the fact that Washington hasn't had one since probably Joe Theismann. And we still are yet to have a franchise quarterback, but we have our franchise player. We have our dude. We have our leader of the team. We have our face of the team. And it's one of those dudes that you really think can make the huge difference. You know what I mean? It's not just the guy that's like, oh, yeah, we got that one great player, and he's just kind of like throwaway. It's not like that at all. I mean, the team does go as Chase Young goes, and they'll go as far as Chase 
can take them. Put it this way. If NFL on Fox makes a graphic this upcoming season and they do remember to put the Washington football team on it, Chase Young will be our guy. It'll be quarterback, 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 Chase Young. And I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. That's what I want. Give it to me. Every ad you see for Pepsi, NFL, any of those major corporations, the face of the Washington football team is Chase Young. And this is without a double-digit sack season. I mean, this guy is a hometown hero, and, and, and he is completely aware of what he brings to this team. And, man, I'll tell you, they, they can't pay him fast enough. He, That generational talent thing gets thrown around a lot, but I think he has superseded any expectations. I said when he was drafted on the podcast that – he is, he is going to be the difference between three to four wins for the Washington football team, and, and that ended up being the case. And he brings the rest of the team up with him. That's the thing. I feel like that point where it was all of a sudden like the defense is coming on, not coincidentally the where Chase Young really, I feel like, started. I mean, from game one, he was there, but like really started to come into his own where it's like you're just constantly, like he's making play after play after play, and we all of a sudden are seeing all these turnovers. It was all happening, right? I really feel like he's one of those guys that elevates the guys around him, which again just makes him so much more than just the talent on the field and that that's everything but also what he's doing just as a leader is you love him for so many different reasons you don't just love him because he's a great football player you love him for so many different reasons and chase young is that dude he is a dude he wouldn't call himself a dude but in his words he's a dude and he's so easy to talk to so approachable he acts like a dude too man you know at, at training camp all those guidelines definitely weren't ideal, but he he, he took time to come over and talk to us. And, and in closure about Chase Young, we had Doug Williams on the show last week, and I kind of asked him, I was like, "Are you think that the Watch football team is kind of adopting kind of the same thing that they did back in their last Super Bowl win, which was, you know, you don't need the franchise superstar quarterback if you've got the rest of the team figured out. And he really, does, he really emphasized how much Chase Young really brings this organization as a whole. Because, you know, there was a lot of people arguing, you know, played the Bengals last week. A lot of people saying, well, you know, Burrow is going to end up taking the Bengals over the hump. You know, got Herbert over for the Chargers. Well, you know, everybody wants that franchise signal caller. Shout out to Rio Robinson, my co-host. He said if he could go back, he would have taken Justin Herbert every single time. I disagree. Boo this man! I, I just can't agree with that. Chase Young just means too much to this city already. Yes, I agree with you, Parker, 100%. Give me Chase Young every day of the week. I also agree. <laughs> Freddie, Freddie <laughs> has rejoined us. Sorry, he was uh, he did a CM Punk and he <laughs> disappeared for a little bit, but he's back. Yeah, but no, Chase Young is amazing. This team is amazing. I'm excited for this defense. I'm excited to see what happens in this last preseason game, but mostly I'm just excited for the season to start. Week one, speaking to Justin Herbert, bring it to me versus the Chargers. We're smacking them. I don't care what anybody says. It's happening, and we will be there for it. Maddie Jane, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. We still got one more game. Yeah, we got to figure out who's going to be the quarterback, I guess. I got to figure that out. <laughs> we still got one more game, which means we still have uh, another week. What, is there like there's a week between the third preseason game and the start of the season, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got like that little that little break in there. Okay, cool. We're gonna have to do something cool for that episode. Yeah. I don't I don't know what we're gonna do. How we're gonna at once? It's really really cool that we got the notorious the notorious Parker Hamlet here with us, a very first guest of the season. But then now it's like, what are we gonna do? It's like, where do you go from there? Like we got Stone Cold out of out of retirement. What do you do? So. But I mean, we'll we'll figure something out. But we gotta do we gotta do something very cool. And and Parker, we have definitely got to get you back on in season. You have an open invitation to join us anytime. We love we love the community of content creators, and we love having all the other pods come on 
our little podcast that could. That's what we like to call it. Stop it's it. You're, you're not going to hit me with that on this episode. You're, you're part of the big podcast. four, Freddie, Maddie. Okay? The big four. The Matt Rushmore of Washington football team fan podcast. So give yourself a little credit, okay? It's an honor to come on here. I'm not going to downplay no, it. I appreciate you, Parker. I, that we, that means a lot. It's, it's, it's too much. But, we really, we, we're, not, we're not worthy at <laughs> all. You guys put out a great show. It's an absolute we, honor to get on to come on here and chop it up with you guys. Just the fact that we would even get mentioned in the same breath as Burgundy Zone and DC Tweet and Big Doug um, and Sidelines Washington and Bleeding Burgundy, Tay and, Tay and Todd, who I don't think get enough. I There's mean, so many yeah, good, I mean, yeah. So, there's so many good podcasts out there. We 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 roll deep for real, really deep. Rio was but definitely was not so happy close. about not getting in that picture. It, it's so deep that some people got <laughs> didn't get included got, in the big old picture we took. It. No, that <laughs> I love that picture. Can yeah, I put it on record? I love that pic. It's so good. That's the thing. That's still not everybody, guys. That's still not everybody. No, we got to get Andy in that picture. Still hasn't had a chance to come over yet. I mean, th- that's not even everybody. We're not even done. That's the thing. Oh, can't wait. When we all get together, it's going to be dangerous. Dangerous. I, I, I plan on being there week two. You guys going to be there week two, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be there week you'll one and we'll be there yeah. week two. Yeah, you'll see us. Thursday night, we're going to see yeah. all the uh, yeah, pyrotechnics. <laughs> Fireworks. I hate the Giants more than the Cowboys now. Whoa. Yeah. I'm saying that and I mean it. What ha- What spurred that? What? What? Daniel Jones was drafted out of spite. And every time he beats the Washington football team, but no one else in the National Football League, it hurts me to my core. So, so true. <laughs> Thursday night, week two, I want to see that man get hurt. And, and, I, and I, that sounds oh, awful. That sounds like Freddie. Sounds like Freddie talking about Dustin Hopkins. I feel like Parker's coming here just taking my spot. Man, all right. <laughs> hey, Parker, you want another job? You want another? <laughs> you want... I think that's how <laughs> we're going to end the episode right there. So, Parker. Yeah. We've ne- Hey, this is a bunch of firsts on this episode. We've never done this before. Would you please... Please do the honor, sir. This, of course, has been the HT We Are podcast with Mr. Freddie Ham and Mrs. Maddie Jane. And, of course, I am Silence Washington's own Parker Hamlet. Make sure you check out our show. we got the, the, the almighty Rio Robinson, Adam Aniba. Go make sure you guys subscribe. Find us on all social media at sidelines underscore WFT. Make sure you subscribe, leave a rating review. Do the same thing for the HT. We are big four people. You already know. Subscribe, turn notifications, all the good stuff. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, it doesn't matter. Listening, watching, subscribe to the HT. We are podcast. That is all the time we have today. It's been an honor, guys. And until next week, we all hail together. It's what we do, it's who we are. HT, we are. Peace. Next week on Washington football team. Yo, Parker. <laughs> Parker, I got to ask you this. Since you brought up Madden 22, so are you a are you an ultimate team? Are you a franchise guy? What, what do you do? What's your mode? I used to be an ultimate team guy until I realized it was a simulation and um, I was putting an incredible amount of money into it. Uh-huh. Um, Michael Vick was breaking ta- – just – it. It's, it's set up for you to swipe your card. I'm a franchise guy, personally. I like to build the Washington Same. football team, Same. especially for a very long time and years prior. I've never – our team has been so mishandled up to this point that the only way I feel like I could do it justice was in a video game. Um, it's actually nice that that's not the case anymore. I actually like watching Washington football games instead of playing them in a video game. 
So that, that's a nice change of pace. But personally, I've always been a big franchise guy. Have you have you picked up the new one? Do you like it? There's a lot of people crapping on it. So I just got it. And, and here's the thing. I mean, I, I finally come to grips with and, and I've been playing Madden since 2001. OK, so I've been playing Madden for 20 years. And um, last year was the first year I did not get the new Madden just on principle. Because I'm a franchise guy, and I've just been tired of the developers just neglecting franchise for so, so long. Are we ever going to get back to how franchise was in Madden 05, Madden 06? I mean, no, we're never going to get there. Um, but with the attention to franchise, you know, albeit forced, I mean, they had to because there was such a big backlash. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's opened me up a little bit, so I did go out and pick up the new Madden. I actually haven't had a chance to play it yet. Uh, I mean, but here's the thing. At the end of the day, you know, as much as, you know, I'm, I'm a franchise player and I like that mode and all that stuff, I mean, I like picking up the sticks and I like playing a game of Madden. So. I like crapping on people with a team that has no name, to be frank. There you go. When you see Taylor um, Heineke running in the end zone with his 61 overall. I'm kind of offended, Freddie. You didn't ask me what my favorite uh what i was about i am a madden player i'm a gamer i am a gamer first okay we gotta take it way 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 back to the okay with maddie jane podcast or episode number three was all about your madden team Does, i'm telling you listen i i play madden i play madden and listen um so my favorite mode uh if, if y'all want to know okay i like a good plot line give me face of the franchise thank you very much Okay, she likes the narrative. I like to be the face, okay? I like to be the face of my franchise. 